Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Sosa Cardona, and I am joined by Laura Taylor. Hey. And Lynn Keller. Hello. We are live on Twitch. Coming back at you. I don't know. I don't have like a thing for for, for live, <laughs> but uh, I'm just I'm just excited. We don't always have our cameras on. If you want to see what we look like. Come Wednesdays uh, yeah. around when? 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. So when we've all had long days. Yeah, when we're exhausted and, and kind of loopy. And uh, yeah. It's, you uh, can watch it's me good. sleep on my desk. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. All right. So uh, welcome. Uh, it is Link's turn this week. So Yay. What, are, what, are, what are we talking about this week? I... What depressing topic to have for us this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right on, you're right on the money there, Husway, because uh, I have been feeling some bummer feels lately related to media, and I wanted to talk about it with you guys. Um, r- most recently, it is attached to um, new stories of abuse by Joss Whedon. Um, this is stuff that's been talked about over years, but it's sort of gained a lot of traction this past uh, week and a half, Um, but also JK Rowling and Harry Potter. So Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, and Harry Potter were both big parts of my adolescence. Um, I was obsessed with both of them. And so finding out uh, as an adult that their creators are disappointing um (laughs) has has brought up a lot of uh feelings and uh, you know you know me i want to i just want to talk about them i want to talk about my feelings yeah i mean yeah yeah Mm -hmm. how does it feel it feels bad (laughs) yeah yeah it feels disappointing it feels uh Cynical. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a complex miasma of various disappointed, sad feelings. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, it's it's happened so often. Um, I was watching a show. I'm not gonna say which show. The other day, and a character died, and. I texted a friend. I was like, I can't believe this character died. And then uh, my friend wrote, uh, yeah, I think they killed off the character because of the allegations. I was like, what? Mm. What? And this this yeah. wasn't even, and this is like slightly different because it's not the creator of, of the mm-hmm. thing. It was just, mm-hmm. it was just an actor, but it's, it's like, oh, like I love the show so much. And I love the character so much. And it's like, you can't, it's hard to separate the two. Um, it's really hard. Um, yeah, but when it's the creator, it kind of like, yeah. I mean, there's there's so much. Like, where where do you want to go with this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh. you know, obviously there's there's already a distinction between Joss Whedon being the showrunner of a seven year running show with lots of different writers who were involved across several seasons and everything versus. J.K. Rowling, who is 
the author of her book. Um, obviously, a, a different amount of power resides in those those relationships, but and had a pretty heavy hand in editorial for the movies. If people have yes are less familiar with the books, but no. yes, um, yeah, she. She has had a, a fair amount of control over all of the Harry Potter projects um, to uh, an unusual amount, as far as I understand. Um, it is pretty rare for an author to maintain that much power over their IP once it has become a huge multimedia conglomerate adventure yeah. zone thing. It's like it, it's it's kind of. Um, impressive in some ways that is you know this, this woman author who you know really started kicking off in the in the 90s and she's somebody we're still all talking about today somebody who's still getting you know money payout from films and and video games and reprints of books and all that stuff um and yeah. part of her being such a well-known name and us continually hearing about her is it gives her a lot of social power she has a platform and she uses it um the unfortunate thing is she has been lately using it to be extremely transphobic um and trans transphobia is you know already a problem everywhere america is awful but it lately it has been particularly horrible in the uk and yeah. there are connections between that that mm -hmm. this woman this author this name that people recognize has been saying things that are untrue um not supported by science not supported by logic in some cases but because she's jk rowling it gets published, it gets spread, it gets news articles written about it. Um, and it's really upsetting and, and painful um, to, to read that kind of transphobia getting spread around and then seeing a bunch of people support it because they just support JK Rowling and they just love Harry Potter so much that anything... How, how much is that happening? How much is, how much is, is, uh, or do you think people are, because this is one of my fears, right? Like right now my nine-year-old niece is in it. Like mm -hmm. she, she watched mm -hmm. all the movies. Now she's reading. So she's reading the books, right? The other day she went to the bookstore and she bought the, the Beetle Bard uh, book, right? Like she's like, she is in it. Like she wants, she is, she is living and breathing Harry Potter at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to, right? It's like she's, for a nine-year-old, I've seen her say things like, um, like call out her parents for, you know, for, for the way they refer to gender or things like that, right? Like she, like she is, I, I don't know. I don't know if she is just like that because she saw it on TV or because she has adults in her life where I've like taught her a different way or like her school is teaching her this. Or was it in a book that she read it and she thought that that was a better way to do it? Um, and so is she going to, is she one of those people like you just described? It's like, oh, if JK Rowling thinks that, then then I'm down. Like, 
I'm curious. Or is it like, oh, J.K. Rowling, finally, she finally said what we're all thinking. And right. And then they come out of the woodworks versus people who are like, oh, you know, I, I never thought of it that way. You know. And so, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you've convinced me. Like, uh, I, I know there's no way to measure that. I'm just curious. Yeah, <laughs> what, I, what you I, have, I have seen evidence of both. I have mm-hmm. seen people tone policing, where uh, you, you know, don't speak to her that way. She's trying her best, and it's like we are trying to educate her about how she is directly harming people, and instead of listening. She's attacking us. And then you, uh, unrelated viewer, is now also in this tweet thread, including yourself in the conversation. Um, I've also seen people who, you know, on the other side of that, uh, I know an artist who has been doing a bunch of, um, if you got the Deathly Hollows symbol tattoo, I am doing cover-up tattoos that incorporate that shape so it mm-hmm. covers it really well, which is like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I, with something with like transphobia, there's always going to be people who have no skin in the bag at all. They don't care about Harry Potter. They don't care about J.K. Rowling. But she's saying something transphobic, then I'm going to get behind that because I'm also transphobic and I want to elevate that kind of rhetoric. And there are yeah. people, you know, of course, who are like, ambivalent is like i don't i don't care what jk rowling says i believe what i'm gonna believe on either either direction yeah yeah (laughs) yes no absolutely no yeah this way from what i know about your niece though and i've i've only you know you send me snippets of things she says you tell us stories she's very cool she's very cool i think she's the kind of girl that would be like deal I love Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling says some bad things, <laughs> some wrong things. I would, I would, I, I haven't brought up the topic. Um, I don't know if I should. I, 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 it's one of those things, right? Where I don't. Do you want to break her heart? You well, it's not. It's not just break her heart. heart. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, is my, is my sister gonna get mad at me for mm-hmm. for, or, or am I introducing? Like it's it's that kind of thing, right? It's like, oh, we don't want her to know. I'm like, look, I don't want to. If I spoke more with my niece and it came up, I can guarantee you, I would take the opportunity to <laughs> to, <laughs> to uh, try to figure out um, uh, what she knows or what she thinks. I would I would love to believe that she's at a point where she she could make that distinction of like, hey, I can or or actually no, actually. Uh, so there's the one part which is the the. Uh, yeah, I don't agree with her, right? But then there's like, there's a separation piece, right? Of like, can you still, I think it's hard to continue to like something while and, and disconnected from the creator. For some people, that's very difficult. And it completely uh, changes your relationship to this thing that was very important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I am able to do that pretty well. I'd like to think so. I'm sure there are exceptions, but there are, yeah, I mean, I, it's hard. So I, I don't know what to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I'm sure there's lots of parents who are in the same exact situation right now uh, who who may know more about <laughs> J.K. Rowling. And then you have your kids, like, idolizing them. And and what what do you, how do you, how do you handle that? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think, I think, 
I think you handle that by talking about it and actually having yes. a conversation. I think that's the answer. I know that's the answer. Right? <laughs> but I think right. people are thinking like, oh, what do I do? My sister's like that, right? Like my sister's like, oh, oh no, I don't know how to talk about it. I'm like, I'll jump in. I'll do it. Like, you know, I'll sit you both down. <laughs> Just <laughs> give me permission. <laughs> so I'll have a conversation. Yeah. But I think, yeah. 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 Hmm. And that separation between the creator and the work, I think it's, it's easier for some people and it's hard for some people. Um, and it, it I, also depends on what kind of media it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do know a lot of people uh, back when when J.K. Rowling started her, her turf uh, speech, um, I know there was a collection of queer, well, I think it was all trans cartoonists that created a zine uh, that was called uh, Trans Affirming Magical Care. And it was all Harry Potter with trans characters and genderqueer characters. And it was it was beautiful. Um, and I think being able to lean into that and not just lose the feeling of joy that you had from this thing um, and and taking it as that was that. And now it's kind of tainted, but let's hold on to the experience that I had. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a, a big difference between me being a fifth grader and reading, you know, the first couple of books. And then as the, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh books come out and the movies start coming out, and I am growing up with Harry Potter and like, turning 18 when the final book comes out and everything is like it was very much a part of my childhood it's a little bit different being like your niece being a a nine-year-old now and having access to all of it is a little bit different um i know that when when i was really really into harry potter um i got (laughs) I got into the the fan fiction side of Harry Potter, and I think that is maybe the greatest thing about Harry Potter and the the wizarding world is that it inspired so many people to get in there and create stuff of all sorts of different types of things, way beyond anything that J.K. Rowling could have ever come up with on her own or come up with several years later and retroactively applied to her work. Um, (laughs) God. Uh, um, Yeah, I, I think that that has always been the strength of Harry Potter is that the way that people engage with it. But, but as an adult and as somebody who can't help but have media critical brain on all the time, I, I don't, I, I don't know if I could go back and read those books again. <laughs> I, I loved those books. No. I, I read the first three or four books probably 10 times a piece um i when the seventh book finally came out i only read it once um partly because i really got mad about the prologue or epilogue (laughs) epilogue epilogue Epilogue. (laughs) um but it's like up until that point i had always like reread the whole series before the book came out and 
as an adult, there's part of me, like I started going through some other YA book series that I was into as a, a kid and a teen. And it's a very different experience reading these books as an adult. Some of it is just like, I'm a different person now. And so I'm reading different things into it. Some of it is just like, I have, you know, more life experience than a preteen. And therefore, like, I conceptually relate to to a story differently. Um, and I'm more aware of the social aspects that I never picked up on really as a kid because that's not how I was necessarily raised to engage with media. Being critical of like, what is this saying? What, you know, what what does it mean when this author makes bad characters fat and fat characters bad? What does that mean? This is not stuff I ever considered as a child. As an adult, that's the stuff that I'm paying attention to. Gender stuff a lot. I reread um, uh, one of the quartets by Tamara Pierce, the um, protector of the small quartet, and that is about uh, a character named Kel, and she wants to be a knight, and she is following in the footsteps of the first lady knight in this world, so she's dealing with a lot of like, you're a girl and you can't do that stuff. But she actually has somebody that she can point to and be like, look, I I deserved like I can be here. I can do this. And reading through that and the the kinds of ways that they had gender get brought into character interactions. As a kid, I was just like, this is cool. She's just like a, a tomboy. And now like an adult and non-binary, I'm all like, what if what if she was just non-binary? <laughs> what if that? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? And we don't have to do the gender thing at all. Like, let's skip it. It could be real fun. Um, yeah. And so like, I, I want to be I, I don't want to be that person who's like, you know, don't don't read this stuff because there's bad stuff in it. I don't I think that's not a fun way to engage with media or with life is like it, it, be present for it. Like recognize that nothing is going to be perfect. So what are the pieces that feel right and good to you? What pieces fit in with your own worldviews? What doesn't? Does it fit in in ways that makes you feel uncomfortable about that or is it make you feel uncomfortable about the way that you do it or you believe in it is like there's so much depth you can get into if you're willing to accept that no piece of media is going to be perfect especially because we live in linear time (laughs) Well, and no piece of media is going to be perfect because people make media and yes. people aren't perfect. Yes. And so I think so, I think what I, I end up struggling with the most is recognizing that I can sit and think about this stuff and grapple with it, but there's certain stuff I'm not going to pick up because of my experience, because of who I am and where I came from and how I was raised. And so it feels it feels 
almost equally bad to to be like, oh, you know, don't read that, it's bad, to be all like, you should read it and just ignore the bad stuff, is like, there is, like, harm can come from this stuff. The fat phobia in J.K. Rowling's work, the, the questionable toxic relationships in Joss Whedon's work, like, those are things that I can sit down and grapple with, but that's not going to be true for everybody. The, the, people are harmed by these things, and we need to also be cognizant of that. But I feel like this conversation it, it can be done independently of the creators, right? Like even if we didn't, even if even if they were like a not written by anonymous, we could still pick apart these things um, and say like, "Hey, this is like mm, this is this is strange." Like, oh no, like. And, and we talk about conversation starters, right? Good or bad. How did it make you feel? You, you disagreed? Let's talk about that. Oh, you liked it? Okay, let's talk about that. Um, how did it make you feel? Made you feel good? Made you feel bad? Okay. Or like, oh, I agree. They're, they're, it could have been done differently. Um, those conversations, and I think they often happen, and ev even here, like they happen a lot independ completely independently of the creators because lots of times like we don't even know like who wrote the episode we don't actually know <laughs> we, yeah. we don't pay attention True. uh that much yeah yeah um hmm. yeah i appreciate link i really appreciate your opinion on self-reflection and being able to reflect on media i think that's important that we as humans try to do that and think about how things make us feel what they make us think what people's perceptions of what in the thing what is in the the media we're um we're consuming i went to a panel once that was like it was called uh what to do when you the media you love is problematic and i was hoping for this kind of conversation mm -hmm. i sat there and heard four people on a stage talking about like all media is shitty mainstream media is shitty you should just be reading indie stuff and watching indie stuff and i'm like there, there's assholes in indie too like it yep. just it's i wanted more i wanted this conversation about like well you can still enjoy it just admit that there are problems and and think about what it's telling you and what it's telling other people yeah yeah there's and yeah. And be aware that your reading of it is is it's yours. Mm -hmm. It's it's informed by your own experiences, by your own thresholds of what is acceptable if not wanted. Um mm -hmm. and I think that's where I get I get sort of icky feeling about it, I guess, is is the idea of having a conversation with somebody being like, look, I like grew up really loving Harry Potter, but you know, I don't, I don't know if that's something that I necessarily want to like get my kids involved in. Like if, if they find it on their own and they want to get into it, fine. But I, you know, when I was young, I was like, I'm going to like, this is going to be the thing I share with my children. We're all going to be Harry Potter freaks and we're going to have family Harry Potter costumes and we're gonna make wands and everything is like getting getting to the point of being like you know i don't i don't think it's for me anymore and having people be like well like it's not like that big a deal can't you just like ignore that piece like just don't mm -hmm. it's like it's not that bad like i can ignore it so why don't you ignore it and i was just like 
ah, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, uh, we, we, it's so hard to go back and watch stuff that we watch as kids now. It mm-hmm. is like almost impossible to I watch. I found a stuff. few things I can watch as that I. Oh, yeah, give me one. Give me one. So this year at at Christmas, we found I have not been able to find it mm-hmm. anywhere, and it was on Amazon this year. The Christmas Toy, and that movie was my favorite. It's a Jim Henson's Muppet, like not Ooh. not Muppet, but it's a puppet like thing. It, you can tell it's Jim Henson's style. And it was perfect. And I remembered all the words and I felt the same joy that I felt as a child watching it again as an adult. Okay. Okay. That that's one. Also DuckTales. Woohoo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Darkwing Duck, not so much, but DuckTales, yes. <laughs> Why Darkwing Duck? <laughs> not so much. Uh, Nina and I recently tried to watch an episode of that, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> this is all that I remember. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, well, I mean, but it, it's like, is it, is it like, oh, it was super racist, or like, oh, like these cliches, like you would never get away with that today, or was it just weird? I was bored. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know how I paid attention as a child. Gotcha. And there was, there might have been some racist stuff going on in there. I don't remember the. It, we watched an episode it was like a month ago that we watched it i don't remember i mean rewatch ducktail rewatch this great ducktails you're watching and tell me how many uh, ducks I of re- different colors I... that aren't all all have white feathers are on the show huh go back tell okay. me just one probably, and he's evil uh-oh oh <laughs> we did a duck racism Fuck. yep <laughs> um minus one I, for lara i think i watched uh the ducktales movie on disney plus recently and that is it still holds up for me it's one of my favorite Disney movies. Yeah, um, you can you can still enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think we're talking about uh, a few different things all at once. Yeah. Uh, all of us, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like one thing that I didn't say about my uh, my niece's situation is that I I heard her say recently like, oh, I love J.K. Rowling so much. She's so great, and, I, and she's doing that based on the on the on the books. And I've had instead clients, of I love her writing. Or I love the story she made. Or look, like I, I do the same thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I love Shigeru Miyamoto, and like I'm like, I don't, I don't know what this guy does in his spare time. I don't know who he votes for and what, like, what his politics are. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know his record in Japan. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I know he made Mario, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's that's. I love that's Mario. Okay. Mario. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so like, I, I, I get that, right? But I also remember. Me as a child thinking, um, true story. Uh, I high school, I guess it was like tenth grade. They were like, "Oh, say someone you admire," and I was like, "Oh, I, I, um, I really admire um, uh, what what name did he go by back then? Like Puff Daddy, like Sean Combs, right? Like, and I was like, he was like, he was just like an assistant for the person, and like he wanted to do his own thing, but like he he started working, he, he like got in the industry, like washing people's cars, and then he he kept like talking to people and was able to blah 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 blah. Nate, keep going, and like, like I don't know, like that was the story, right? And if at, at I don't actually. There was that incident with a gun in a club, but other than that, there isn't like, like I don't know that maybe maybe something else has happened, but I don't know of anything that Sean Combs has done that makes me, you know, that that it had I tried to emulate him or followed his footsteps or or like or like you know 
had some of his quotes as mantras, you know, and then at some point, uh, it's like, oh, wait a minute, he's a, he's a jerk, he's horrible. Like, I think about my stepfather who, who, who loved, um, uh, Bill Cosby, right? Like, he always used to like mm-hmm. imitate Bill Cosby and do all this stuff. And then now, like, I can't imagine, like, now in his 70s and being like, oh, oh, like, I, can, I guess I can't break out my impersonation anymore, <laughs> you know? Um, and like I remember, like him it talking so very fondly now. about it. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Like, like there's and and that's separated from the work, right? Like it's it's you start you start admiring the creator and the artist for what they're doing and what they've and, and what they've done, and and there's uh, so there's a few things, right? One is like the sense of betrayal. Um, uh, another one is I think uh, the parasocial element, right? Of like, I don't know, like I, I feel kind of close to this person, uh, right? And that's probably why you mm-hmm. feel betrayed, and also why you might feel a sense of loss. It's like, damn, now like we can't be friends anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, damn it, you know. If at some point I was like, what would P Diddy do, <laughs> you know? And he and he betrayed me, and I'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. I guess I can't. Maybe I shouldn't go, you know, read his biography again, or something. Um, and like and like that's that's happening right because that's happening right now with creators of, of things that we really really um that we really that we really love yeah I don't have that connection to to uh, J.K. Rowling or uh, or Joss Whedon the, the Joss Whedon one makes me sad because of how much I loved his work right. Of like, like, yeah, like, they're like, oh, I like uh, Buffy, Angel, even even all the other shows afterward. I even like Dollhouse. Dollhouse. Yeah, like I even like Dollhouse. I'm like, I'll watch whatever you make. Yeah, man. like it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't I matter. All that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm yep. down. Yep. And 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 like, I really like the first Avengers movie, right? Like, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like, and it feels it has so many Joss Whedon things that you're like, oh, that's really cool. And, how, do, how do you feel about Age of Ultron? Um. I like Edge of Ultron. I don't even really have a mm-hmm. big deal. But I mean, Justice League is a whole other conversation, right? Um, uh, Zack Snyder re- uh, recently tweeted that um, he didn't use a single, um, a single the- frame for, of of Joss Whedon's work in in the Snyder, in the Snyder cut. cut that's coming out next month. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't I, I don't know if it's personal or what. It's just it's just. But it felt it felt good to hear him say that as like maybe it's a jab at, at Joss Whedon, you know, like like mm. finally he's getting his comeuppance, right? <laughs> like it's good. There's there's like all this stuff that like it, this person just changes completely um, once you like know more about them. Um, yeah, I mean that's definitely an aspect of it. The you know getting into the parasocial relationship stuff is probably beyond the scale of this podcast, but. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Why, why, well, why, why do you Cause think? we've already been talking for 30 minutes. I feel like that would be, that would, we could go long on the conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that the parasocial aspect is, is for sure a part of it. I think it's also, we as humans, especially Americans, maybe, I don't, I don't know if I can really say that. That's my, my thought process asterisks there. I might be wrong. Um, because you can only speak from your own experience. I can only right? speak <laughs> from my own experience. But th- you mentioned something like these people become kind of heroes to us. Yeah. Is yeah. Celebrity, people who make the media that we really love, the actors who portray the characters that we really love. But they're people. They're human, messy, complex, 
mm-hmm. squishy, filled with goo people. And I think we culturally need to have a shift away from that behavior. It, it's something that seems to come very naturally to people, but I think it's something we need to work on. Uh, what? Pump it, pumping the brakes a little bit. Of what um, exactly? It's taking something that we like and then being the person who made that thing is therefore good, is therefore mm. worth paying attention to, is therefore deserving of more jobs, which is really where ugh, I get my, my cramp in, is, uh, is like... I want to see more work by new people. I don't I don't want people who have been beloved and then drama happened, something is revealed, they have to do the little I'm sorry dance and then they get another chance to make something new and everybody watches. It's like Finding out about Joss Whedon and the way that he treated female actors on Buffy and on Angel and uh, probably on Dollhouse and probably probably, on Firefly. (laughs) Yes, probably also those. Um, And mm, sorry, I just hearing about that stuff and then hearing about how like in Hollywood, in the places where he is getting paid, getting jobs, it's well known. Like I just read an article that was talking about from Buffy in the first four seasons, a guy who did some general dude uh, body acting and then Sarah Michelle Gellar's stunt double, whose name I cannot remember now, Um, but they were both on the show for the first four seasons and they were regularly complaining about how Joss Whedon was treating people. That was in 97 to 2001. And because they aren't the stars, (laughs) no one listens. (laughs) Yeah, and so stuff like that really bums me out. I I want to be able to look at pieces of media and be able to say like look here here are the the pieces that are meaningful to me here are the ways that it impacted and shaped who I am without it being directly tied to the creator but that's that's not how things work the creators do have impact on what they're making. Not always to the same extent. We already talked about how there's a difference between, you know, an author of a book versus the showrunner with hundreds of people also making the show. Um, it's it's just a real complex feeling. And I wish, I guess I wish my brain didn't automatically, like, this thing is cool and therefore I I love it. And then when I find out, like, well... It's also uncool. Things can be two things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and feeling that disappointment, uh, it's um, it sucks. Yeah. Digital Draco in the uh, in the chat, is, is Draco a, a Harry Potter reference? <clears throat> uh, said, uh, spotted Adam Baldwin from Firefly on an episode of Leverage the other day and felt sour for the whole mm-hmm. episode because of his attitudes and, and behavior online since then. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh, 
it's a it's so oh yeah again if you even know who made a thing i can see how it, it changes your experience moving forward um seeing an actor in a position like that is really i think it's harder because like you're seeing their stupid face uh <laughs> right um, i am so mad about gina carano so mad there's another one we could talk about on this episode that fits that fits because that first season of mandalorian when she showed up on screen i had no idea who she was i had no context for her i thought her character was cool as fuck and even mm-hmm. though her acting was you know not deep it was fun which is honestly all i was looking she, for she in the mandalorian like she was having fun right that i was into it i oh, i just you know i want to see big buff ladies more all more representation in media in general and then reading about the fucking awful shit that she said like i'm glad she got fired like she should not have a platform to spread that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. that's where i get tripped up circling back around to jk rowling it's like I want to be able to say, like, you know, if you love Harry Potter, that's fine. I support you. You should love Harry Potter. But I don't want J.K. Rowling to be benefiting off of this stuff anymore. I think it is so unjust that she has a platform to spread hate and lies and keeps getting that platform promoted and keeps making money off of Harry Potter. And that hurts me. Like... Oh, like wouldn't it Too be many great if it could just be like with Gina Carano? She lost her job, and I think there's a few other things that she's like lost because of it. And she's still she's still using her platform on social media, but who knows who's gonna hire her to work as an actor now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Gina Carano was popular before uh, mm-hmm. The Mandalorian. She was an American gladiator. <laughs> really? All the way yeah, back that, then? Really? Yeah. <laughs> makes she, sense. Was, she was an American what gladiator. What was her gladiator uh, name? I can't remember, but I, I told you that Nina touched her butt one time on accident. Yes. She, you've told she me was walking at, like, at Comic Con. She like brushed past her and touched her butt and thought that she was going to kick her ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, it's like, yeah, I mean, J.K. Rowling wasn't popular before she wrote harry potter and i mean that that's it right like harry potter is 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 and jk rowling are um intrinsically tied the platform yes. was created because of harry potter like if yes. like if someone was able like i don't see this happening but if someone like canceled right um uh a jk rowling completely um like right and like somehow made harry potter disappear uh some way then that then that's it right there's like there's nothing else um to build a platform on or or, Mm -hmm. she's very rich now she's very very rich she's disgustingly Um, rich there's uh there's so there's a again i think the only way uh, if you don't have an intimate connection to the to the material, there's no way that you would that you would care about these things in in, in general, um, or or care about them as much, right? Like you can completely disagree yeah, with what the person says. That there's tons can... of people. Like it's not like she's the first person to ever be transphobic. Mm-hmm. There's a word for it. She's just, <laughs> we knew what to call her when she started speaking, um, and and uh, yeah, there's there's messed up stuff in the in the, in the books and all that stuff. But 
there's also like the 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 next part of it, right? Where you're talking about like uh, keep getting jobs and stuff, and in a way, it's uh, it, it it doesn't bother me. Like I I get it. I I, I understand why you would hire Joss Whedon again to do a particular product because you want it to be Joss Whedon-y and there are multiple reasons why you would do it um but but if if you've hurt people like in the case of J.K. Rowling right like having J.K. Rowling involved uh it, it can it can be hurtful for the fans themselves right who already disagree so the new the new uh, video game that's coming out mm-hmm the fact that the company had to make a statement to say that she has no involvement in the creation of the game mm-hmm. is is such a weird situation to be in. Like, there's, like, like, oh yeah, no, no, like we love Harry Potter. Just so y'all, just to be clear, we don't like her either. <laughs> so she has zero involvement in this. They didn't say how much money she's gonna get because obviously she's licensing the thing to you. That's that's again, that's a separate thing. But just the idea that oh please come because she's not invited she's not here like, I, I don't even believe and, that that's and, true and, uh, right. but um but but let's just assume that that's true uh the fact that you had to say that i mean there's a, there's just like i don't know like you can and it's not a hundred percent right like not everybody's going to hate uh harry potter or, or feel different about it because of what you said some people might like it more like it'll go either way right but like th- there's there's that connection um to it that really yeah it makes it Oh, it makes it it makes it hard. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is really relevant, um, but it's something that I was thinking about, which is I my I my understanding is that Orson Scott Card is like is like conservative and homophobic. And so when I finally read Ender's game, I was like looking for I was looking for it. Right? Mm-hmm. I I didn't find it. I didn't find the homophobia. I didn't find anything like, I don't know. It was like, it was straight, like most media, but it wasn't like, you know, homophobic. (laughs) It wasn't, it was just, okay. And then, and then, and then I like, I kept reading his books. Like I really liked, uh, liked a lot of his other books. And, and there's a, there's a video game based on one of his books. I've never read the book, but, uh, but I really liked the, the, the game. I was like, but it was in the back of my mind, right? And and that other part of it, like, oh, like, do I want to support this with my with my uh, with my money and stuff? But 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 just we didn't. J.K. Rowling are like such. It's like formative, right? It's like it's like what happens, like if a client comes to you, and I don't know if this happened to you uh, recently, Lara, but it's like like someone that comes to you and is like, I'm I'm kind of I'm like I'm really sad because of because of this, you know, like this is so important to me, and now. Like I get the anger part. The anger is like I just wish it wasn't this way. Right? I wish they weren't assholes, um, and and I wouldn't be angry about it. But it, the, the sadness uh, part, I'm I'm curious if you've had anybody. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a client recently come in, and we both were wearing Hufflepuff hoodies mm-hmm. in session, and we had a conversation about sadness, betrayal, mm-hmm. but still loving the way it made us feel right and the way that and the magic of it right and just like where could all we could come up we talked about fanfic and and how amazing that is um the shock the shock of 
how mm. transphobic J.K. Rowling is when you've read like hundreds of thousands of pages of like very trans positive fan fiction is mm-hmm. whiplash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and that's not the only conversation I've had. We've we've talked. I've had sessions talking about Joss Whedon and Gina Carano. And Letitia Wright. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. Josue, you look confused. I'll Google. Keep talking. <laughs> um, Letitia Wright, who plays Shuri in Black Panther, um, said something anti-vax-ish. Uh, and that was... I, I had clients upset about that because it was like, she has this platform and she's using it and encouraging people to not get vaccinated wonderful yeah yeah see again that's that's my worry about my niece right it's like does will this person actually ever have some sort of influence over them and regardless of you know if we're like oh they're just a creator they're they're just people they're just normal people like you and me it's like no that uh we know that we know that but the truth is that uh, we are impressed (laughs) right Mm -hmm. and we and we fall in love with um music and media right and it's like we we, you can't it's hard to separate it from from the the people right it's like do you fall in love with the person or what they do uh you know like it's a whole other that's a whole other episode and it's too late to start Mm -hmm. that conversation but all of that it's it's connected (laughs) right it's very it's very very uh tied and and i mean yeah yeah, the thought that Letitia Wright could possibly influence someone to not want to get a vaccine is in a pandemic it, it makes me it makes me sad you know um uh in in a way that no other voices are drawn like you're you're such a Letitia Wright fan, right? That like it drowns out any anything else. I yeah. I mean very few people I feel have that much power. I do believe J.K. Rowling could possibly be one of them. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think it happens too often. That someone could have that. I think that in a narrow sense, many people have have that intimate of a of a, of a connection with a creator, um, but very few creators have that broad of a reach that could possibly do something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, after after George Floyd's murder, I remember seeing a lot of artists being like trying to say things and then admitting that like they didn't know. They didn't know about what they were talking about, or they, or they just like repeated things that they said, or it wasn't until they saw that they were, oh, they're talking about um, the black experience in America and uh, policing and racism, and people responded and got angry at what they were saying that they understood, like, oh, wait a minute, people listen to what I say, um, and and I remember seeing like artists, like it came as a surprise to them, right? like they they. It, that's what hurts the most, right? Uh, to see, to see, especially in J.K. Rowling's example, where people have been telling her like, "What you're saying is hurtful." What you're saying, like, even if you believe that, just like, shut up, just stop, <laughs> right? Just don't do it anymore, please. The fact that yeah. that she that she doubles down is like and it makes it so down. much worse. <laughs> yeah, it just makes it so much worse. You're like, oh, like how did I? I don't want to, like, yeah, like her name should not be like that. Should be the the you know the. She should, who shall not be named, right? It's like don't say, don't even say your name, because like just like oh, I got I got like this tick, you know, every time because 
it's it's yeah again it's like trump but it's like shut up man like like you are like you're inciting people like people will follow you right like stop it yeah you can be, you, you can be you stupid but stop power it. <laughs> yeah you have yeah, yeah. power and you are choosing to wield it without any thought towards consequences of any besides yourself yeah. and uh, yeah that's uh, that's reminding me of um world famous twitch streamer ninja said some really stupid stuff and basically was like well it's not my job to educate people and yeah, it's like it's, fine it's, a- it's not but you have power you have a platform mm-hmm. where millions of people are listening to you you can't pretend that that doesn't matter and it's a lot of young people right like like that's the problem yes. with, with, with jk Rowling. Mm-hmm. right again going back to my niece my niece is nine my niece doesn't have too many heroes Right, it's like and or and or, or female heroes, right? right, right now that she admires. So yeah. there's something about like th- there's a lot of power there, and for for Ninja to like look at the his his stats on Twitch, know how uh, young his audience is, you know, and be like, well, you know, I mean that 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 stuff is um, it's uh, it's it's enraging. <laughs> it yeah. is, it is, yeah, yeah. Again, you know fine but like just shut up maybe or i mean (laughs) unless unless, see like that response from ninja kind of bothers me um because because there's like like oh i don't know like 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 oh well you know but like jk rowling is like the opposite of that again like she's like she's gone full evil right it's like oh i have a platform maybe i should use it harder more (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah oh I'm teaching people about this. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm opening, uh, I'm changing hearts and minds on this topic. <laughs> let me do it. Let me do it more. That's <sighs> why I think you, when you said shut up, maybe that should be the episode title. Shut up. Maybe. You could just <laughs> shut up. It's so, but it's so much more complicated <laughs> than that. Shutting up is free. I know. I, mean, I know. It, it's more complicated than that in the sense that, that, like there will always be people that we disagree with and there will always be mm-hmm. people that say things that are harmful and there will be people who like are the polar opposite of you and are having this completely opposite version of this conversation or the same yep. conversation about somebody else who's like who's just being uh, 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 uh transpositive right and they're like oh no we need to like these things are happening um all the time but like the the reason why jk rowling like it's like i'm mad is because my niece is loving it right now Right, because on a day like until I heard her say like, "Oh, J.K. Rowling's so great," I did not put I did not put too much thought into this because mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, look, yeah, another transphobic person." You know, like like you know, great, <laughs> great, and like yeah, I mean, the tattoo artist is is uh, fixing uh, you know tattoos. A million YouTubers mobilized, right? People on sort of like everybody's like, uh, actually, shut up. You know, there's there's a conversation. Like I can even see like positive. Um, this is more of a of the social psychology aspect of it of like how this stuff like like this can work out possibly in a more positive uh, 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 way. But uh, like the point here is like why does it hurt? Why does it bother us so much? Uh, it's because of that connection, because of how meaningful those books were, or the movies, and all of it. Like. And and I don't know, like moving forward, do you like do you have any interest? Like would do you do you want to watch the next Fantastic Beast movie? Or like do you care? 
Like, would you watch them? I don't know. Like, I'm curious how this affects going forward. I, I don't Will know. You play that it's, game? It's, it's uh, probably not. Probably not. Um, Why? I think it's it's too sore for me. Mm-hmm. I think I think for me I want to be able to hold on to what little pieces of Harry Potter are still in my heart. And I think that the more I engage with newer stuff, the the less that it it's it, it gets tainted <laughs> it gets tainted mm-hmm. and i just i'll just keep my memories <laughs> wait, wait, wait 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 the more you engage with the newer stuff the less it gets tainted the, the more i engage with anything harry potter the further away i get from you know being 13 mm, and having gotcha the ceiling and the two walls next to my bed completely covered in Harry Potter stuff. Got it. Like, yeah, yeah. Is like, there. you know, there's the part of me, I, I might even still have it, but I had um, from when the fourth book came out, Goblet of Fire, they did a series of, um, library posters where they had to like read it's magic mm-hmm. um and uh i i begged my librarian to let me take it home so that i could have it and i held on to that for a really long time partly because i loved harry potter partly because i just liked you know the message of like it's a library poster that's fun i'm gonna put it over my bookshelf it's a little library um but it's like now when i when i look at pictures of harry potter harry potter book art it's in relationship to the newest awful thing that jk rowling has said and i'm worried that the more i engage with it the more the more poisoned it'll be and i'll get to the point where i'm just like i hate harry potter instead of where i am now where it's like i still love harry potter but i am also very conflicted there are deep, deep, complex feelings tied to that. Um, I don't know. I don't think that that's going to be true for everybody. Um, and when I think about, you know, like rewatching Buffy, I don't have the same feelings as much. Um, again, more people worked on that show. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I think also, you know, having. Uh, trans identity adds adds a lot of like it's hard not to take it personal yeah no Mm -hmm. no um and and only only some of that bad feeling is coming like directly from jk rowling a lot of it is seeing how people responded to her saying that stuff and them agreeing with it that was more painful in a way because yeah the volume, the the amount of people saying is like if it's just J.K. Rowling and everybody's like, shut up, J.K. Like, oh, say J.K. Like, psych. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but 
But uh, when, you know, she says something and there are hundreds of people being like, hell yeah, truth to power, you say it, girl. And I'm just like, oh my god, that, that, you have hurt my feelings. You've hurt, you've hurt my feelings. Also, they came into your house to hurt your feelings, right? It's like, it's, <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, it's like, oh, did, did it have to be hurt? It couldn't be anything else. Like, there are other books that I like less that were less meaningful. You could have done this with anything mm-hmm. else. You had to come here. <laughs> Link's yeah. like, couldn't they take Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, go play over there. I mean, Star Wars fans seem to be stepping up and doing it for themselves. They don't even need the creators to be on board. The fans. That, that's pretty much any awful. fandom. It's all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Those, yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm really glad you brought this up because uh, I think it's something a lot of people are feeling. And I think, I think it's helpful to hear you talk about why it's so personal and why you know and, and the way that it'll that it'll probably continue to affect you moving forward right and because of all yeah. of the different um um aspects and and yeah it hurts it sucks um and different people are going to you know react differently like like i said to me the i've always enjoyed i've, I've never actually read the books uh i, I don't think i've finished it I don't think I finished the first one. I've I've started multiple times. I recently bought it in Japanese because I, I intend <laughs> to read it in uh, in Japanese. Um, and uh, I uh, yeah, like I, I want to. There's something there's something about that. And I've seen how meaningful it was for students of mine in the past and clients in the past. And again, I'll I'll be keeping an eye on my on my niece. Um, but like I'm looking forward to that game. Like I'm hoping it's a good mm-hmm. game. Um, that I can play with people and like it's a story. Like, like we're gonna create the that story. She didn't. Yeah. I mean, well, she didn't write it. But yeah, and and but it's also it's also a game, and it's a it's like an MMO. So like we'll be mm-hmm. able to we'll be creating our own stories in this world that we that I like enough to want to revisit and and be a part of. And like I like the Fantastic Beast movies, and like I'll probably watch them when they come out because I enjoy them. But again, my connection isn't um so so uh, so deep um to it. But at some point, I'm sure it'll happen with something <laughs> that I hold very precious, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, and I will remember this conversation and know that I am not alone, and that it's not the first time. And uh, hopefully, uh, this has been helpful to help people understand a little bit. No. Yeah, yeah, I definitely feel like uh, I really appreciate that we had this conversation. I feel like after sort of talking it out with you guys, my takeaway is that I need I need to practice being flexible when thinking about this kind of stuff. Being able to both hold my own experience and my relationship to this piece of media while also being open to other people's interaction with it and not assuming that they are going to respond the same way I do. Um, you know, and getting better at being able to verbalize how I feel about it so that other people don't inadvertently harm me by responding Mm -hmm. like well why don't you feel how I feel and it's like oh (sighs) so yeah I think I think that's my takeaway and a a part of me is uh believes this I I said it before it's like this, this actually it could also be an opportunity right to to like educate or have conversations about this that like like this is I, I didn't think this is how I would um teach my my niece about uh you know transphobia and how you know you know and 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 
how hor- like how I feel about it, right? And have like actually have a conversation about it. If this is the way mm-hmm. to do it, that's fine. But it's good to recognize that there are many things like like uh like in uh, for therapists, like we have these like. I don't know. What is there a name for these things? I don't know. It's like, oh no, no, like I don't wanna I can't I can't see a client about this thing because it's it's too close. It's too close to me, right? So it's also good to recognize that like look, I don't even want to engage if if it's a conversation about this particular thing because I don't I can't. It's too close. It's it's too important to me. I don't wanna I don't wanna and you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to um um yeah, get 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 all up in there. Shutting up is free. <laughs> Shutting up is free. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Any any uh, closing thoughts? Uh, final words? I feel like, Link, I feel like you just did that. Uh, Lara, anything? I, I think that this has been a great conversation. Okay. I think this is, like I said earlier, this is what I wanted out of a conversation about this stuff. Because... Historically, media is problematic, and the people that make things are problematic. And it's, it's, you can have mixed feelings about it. And you don't have to feel guilty for liking something, especially if you're doing the work and examining what is bad about the thing, or what is, yeah, I'm gonna, it's okay. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ha- sign us off, but I'm gonna mention one thing <laughs> that I've been thinking about, and like I couldn't find any place to put it, so I'm just gonna throw it here at the end. Um, have you seen all these TikToks uh, talking about the Wizard of Oz? Like, I'm sure this is knowledge. This is knowledge that's been known before, but it's like all of these horrible things that happened during the filming of the Wizard of Oz, and it's things like the snow, uh, like with the, it's snowing, it's actually asbestos. Um, that the Ugh. cowardly again, like I, this is the thing I don't. I haven't actually double checked these things to see if they're true, right? But it's like, uh, and, and then it's like, oh, the cowardly lion's um, suit was actually made of real lions. Like they went, like they hunted two lions to actually make it. I'm like, is that it true? It doesn't look like real lion. Does it? I don't know. We're gonna Google this, right? But it's like things like that. It's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. it's like, and and you keep seeing all these comments about people being like, oh, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> like I can't unsee all of these, um, all of these things. Um, like, wow, they like. Like now, I just watch the movie and I see people suffering, right? It's like it's like the way you can reframe um, something. Uh, well, you haven't seen the video, so it, it, it's fine. Uh, it I, really... guess, I guess the takeaway is we need more new stuff that can fail us in brand new ways instead Absolutely. of mulling over the same pieces of media over and over again. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good point. New uh, IP. Woo. Disappoint us in new ways. Oh, yeah. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you for listening to uh, this episode of GT Radio uh, to engage in any of our community spaces. Um, First of all, you're very welcome uh, to do so. Come to our uh, Facebook group, our Discord. uh, Engage with us on social media, at Geek Therapy Everywhere. And please visit the GT Forum at forum.geektherapy.com. If you want to comment on this episode or anything else uh, that's happening on the Geek Therapy Network. Remember to geek out and do good. And uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Bye.